Alrighty, folks, another Tuesday, another pod. Uh, not a very exciting series to discuss, I must say, Jack, but uh, we're going to do the best we can to entertain you guys this week, however we can, whether it's Lions talk, NFL talk, we're going to have Preston Colm on the call, do some random challenges mid-pod. Uh, <laughs> this pod went a lot of different directions. A lot of different directions. That's kind of the most fun pods, I think. It was good. It was good. Absolutely a good pod. And uh, we give you guys a little bit of insight onto even this year's draft. We went back to that, the whole Preston-Grant Miller conversation. Talked about Preston's season as a whole, playing in Philly, the Philly road trip, all that good stuff. So going to be a good one. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pipe It Up podcast, the official podcast of Major League Wiffle Ball. Jack, how mm. about them Lions, baby? Mm. How about them Lions? Give it up. Our boys in Honolulu Blue. Them boys. Coming through on Thursday night. Uh, great start to the year. Had to give them a shout out. Uh, going on the road, too. Unreal. It was a statement win. Statement win Absolutely. to start the season. Absolutely. Putting the world on notice. Haters will say there was a... Uh, an asterisk the with, the always Chiefs, find an with, the, with the Chiefs not having Travis Kelsey and uh, Chris Jones. But, you know, we had some injuries on our side, some suspensions on our side, too. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that was a statement win. That's, yeah. that I I can't remember very many wins like that being a no. Lions fan in my lifetime. I mean, to be honest, like it's just been these last two years. The, la- like yeah. the second half of last year and then right now we beat. Green Bay last year in prime time on the road too to end this end the year. Yep. And then now we're here. So I mean, I'm not like the Lions are going to the Super Bowl type excited, but I think this team's gonna win a lot of games. I think they will make the playoffs. I think we're gonna win the division for the first time in thirty years. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Play it back five months from now when we're, <laughs> we're five hundred. But um NFL's back, boys, college football's back. Hopefully all you guys' fantasy teams did good. Let us yeah. know who you guys root for. We talk a lot of Lions football. I want to know who the big Pipe It Up fans are, are fans of out yeah. there. Yeah, let us know. We can comment on those teams, too. Teams that disappointed me was uh, Minnesota. I was kind of thinking the Vikings would stomp yeah. uh, the Bucks. I think it was. Yeah. Baker Mayfield couldn't help the Lions last year, Baker Mayfield, but comes out and beats the Vikings this year to open <laughs> the season. Um, I was kind of surprised the Packers stomped the Bears, too. Yeah, a little bit. Jordan Love looked... Yeah. Uh, he might be a problem. Will the Packers ever be bad? Is I don't my know, question. man. I really was hoping they they would be bad. They didn't even have their their best receiver, their I know. top weapon. I know they didn't have Watson, and uh, they still put up like almost forty. Yeah, and then so. the uh, Cowboys stomped the poor Giants. Oh yeah, that was ugly. Time. That was that an was ugly, ugly one. Uh, one of my one of my Giants friends was was texting in our group chat, and after the uh, the Saquon fumble slash interception, mm-hmm. the second yeah. touchdown. He just texts in, all right, that's enough TV for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there was a it, whole, was, it was ugly. There fast. was some, one of my favorite parts, honestly, of like, specifically NFL, but college too, but I feel like NFL, I don't know why, there's just a better Twitter base for it or X base for it now, but some of the tweets, man, just yeah. crack me up the, on NFL the, Sunday. The, the memes are so good. The, the Kadarius, we should mention Kadarius, yes, Tony. Yes. He, he might have been the, the MVP for the Lions, but uh-huh. there, there was some hilarious memes <laughs> <laughs> i felt really bad because he you know he i'm sure he's a great guy like he he just had oh, yeah. he had a rough game but mm-hmm. uh helped us out but that <laughs> some of those memes people are ruthless and yeah I'm, sh- I'm sure it's not fun to be the jo- the butt of the joke at a national scale right you know it's not fun to do it when it's mlw fans in the comment section let alone everyone <laughs> in the world let alone millions yeah let alone there were millions a lot of, of people, people watching that game i heard it broke records it was yeah. like 26 million yeah, was average ton. was mm-hmm. the, the average viewer so that's crazy um but yeah glad football's back it's good to- i was really bummed like 
I, I transitioned from being upset that summer was ending to oh, just being no. super excited. Yeah, come that, on, man. That, that fall is here. This is usually my favorite fall. time of the year. It's like yeah. really intense with football games. Football's back. The weather here in Michigan is usually fantastic. Like it's holiday be, season's coming around Yeah, holiday around season now. coming around. I think this is the best time of the year. Agreed. Personally speaking. Agreed. But um, overall, good time to be alive. Football's back. We also have Preston Colm on the call tonight. Uh, he's been quiet so far as Jack and I reflect on our <laughs> boys in Honolulu Blue. But Preston, thanks for joining us. First time on the pod, I believe. Yep. Anytime. Glad to be here. Anytime. First timer. First timer. Round of applause for that. Huh? Round of applause. Round of applause. But uh, yeah, you've, I feel like you've been quiet amongst the MLW media throughout the year. Um, definitely been talked about a little bit, especially I think early on in the season with the draft and everything. So I wanted to give you a voice on our little platform to our audience here and uh, talk not only about the Gators series, because that was a fun one, but also just about your your season as a whole and your experience so far. So that's what we'll get into tonight, I think, Jack and I. Let's do it. That's cool with you. Yep. So Jack, well-spoken. Well, such a well-spoken guy. Man, man a few words, but <laughs> yep. that's all right. Not, not, not usually an issue. Sometimes the youngsters talk our ears off. So, um, But first of all, congrats on another good series against the Gators. Thank you. I um that was your fifth career series, correct? Uh yeah, we had what Eagles, Wildcats, Preds, Diamondbacks, Gators. Yep, fifth. Okay, so I was just curious as to obviously that was pretty laid back, pretty chill, pretty fun environment. Yeah, um, I'd imagine the most chill of your career. But um, I know you you didn't uh, attend too many MLW series last year. Were you kind of surprised at how like fun and upbeat and laid back that one was, or? Did it not surprise you? The Gator series? Yes. Yeah, so definitely from not being at any MLW um, series last year and then coming into opening day, I was not expecting it to be that uptight and uh, I guess you could say that competitive, but Mm -hmm. that's what I was hoping for. I think RJ said something similar. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer more competitive with a ball and not so much laughing and and that's what I felt like the Gator series was, was a lot of laughing and laid back wiffle ball. Okay, that's fair. That's so, a fair so a bit of a waste of time for Preston. I mean, that. maybe so, maybe so. But hey, we needed those wins. There's, I kind of like jokingly said it, but I jokingly said it in the intro, but I did mean every word. I was like, well, they're struggling right now, but we need these wins. So we're going to go out there and try to win these games. I mean, you guys had to feel good going into that series. Oh yeah, like, we, did. You, we you, did. You knew that ultimately you didn't, you didn't really control your own destiny, but mm-hmm. like if you win those three games, you give yourself a really good chance yeah, at exactly. getting the number one seed. And you're doing it up against going up against a team that's got nothing to play for. They're Correct. struggling. They came to the park, you know, just really looking to have fun. Mm-hmm. Like Jorgie said, I think they were just there because <laughs> they didn't want to get fined. Because they didn't want to get fined and they, they had to be there. Um so kudos to the Gators for at least showing up, but <laughs> it's very it was, true. I gotta be honest. There were a couple, there were a couple like funny, uh, comments from, from Kyle in the, in oh, the yeah. broadcast, just about like, if you're, if you're a real MLW yeah. fan and you're still here. I'm interested to know like what you guys think, because I feel like sometimes those, those videos, like it wasn't, it wasn't great to watch from a competitive mm-hmm. standpoint necessarily, but the entertainment value was there well yeah i want to let preston speak to us as your interview but i will say real quick on that comment jack um obviously yeah not a whole lot to work with there in terms of competitive gameplay yeah but i do think that and this is of course intentional i think that was probably the best job kyle has ever done like highlighting 
in-game banter, especially from a comedic standpoint. Yeah. Last year for the Cobes Pride series, he highlighted that a lot too with the Russell and Bian kind of going back and forth the throughout riff. that series. Mm-hmm. But from a comedic standpoint and trying to make a game that's not so entertaining on paper with the scoreboard the way it is, um, making it more entertaining via the editing and including audio from certain cameras that captured some of Cheatham's one-liners throughout the series and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I think that was probably his best job ever. So I actually... I agree. From what I expected to, you know, I wasn't really expecting to be like that entertained by that video, but I actually thought it was like funny and that kept me wanting to continue to watch to see what else, what other comments they would make throughout the day. Totally. So agreed. I think he does like, he's talked about picking audio strategically mm-hmm. with the videos, depending on like how the series goes. And mm-hmm. I feel like he used, he used those one liners and like that banter mm-hmm. also strategically because yeah, sure. that's how the series went. It's like, know? how else can I make this video entertaining right. to the hundreds of thousands that might watch this? So. Right. But Preston, did you think that it captured it accurately? Or do you think it was like even more, like more jokes being cracked, more laughing, more nonsense? Like what was it actually like there that day at the Meadows from your perspective? Like we talked about a few minutes ago, it was the most laid back wiffle ball, probably an MLB history, <laughs> I guess you could say. But like you said, Jack, I think Kyle did do a great job of catching all the funny one liners from Cheatham and stuff like that. I think my favorite from the entire day was the Chadwick starts the game, walk they they walk in five <laughs> runs, and so then I strike for out for Jorgie and then Cheatham, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. hilarious. Because yeah. I didn't actually hear that during the series. I didn't notice him saying that. Oh but it cracked me up. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. I felt bad for, for my boy Chatty. Clearly hadn't been getting too many reps no, this season. But you know, they they had they threw uh, him to the fire. It wasn't like they were out there like miserable, you know. They did go out there with the attitude of let's have fun, let's try to win. Yeah. Um and I kinda kept the same attitude to be honest. Jorgie was out and left jumping before every pitch when yeah that it started to get a little obnoxious i think that series couldn't have gone more than three games i think we reached our limit there of to oh, yeah. what the attention spans could handle but um yeah it, they definitely started to get restless throughout the day yeah. <laughs> i'd say so of course yeah i was playing laid back i did not play well um i could get into it a little bit as to why i didn't play great i think there's a couple of reasons i don't want to say too much stuff repetitively a little spoiler here guys jack and myself and jimmy norp sat down couple weeks ago prior to the mlw postseason being played in real time and recorded for you guys a podcast that'll air on october 3rd i think it's whatever that tuesday is first tuesday in october Mm -hmm. um, where it's like legitimate playoff predictions before we know what happens so we're not like fabricating these predictions for you guys and i in that podcast i did go into a little bit why i struggled in the second half but in short it's just a combination of as you guys know we're talking about it here Um, we traveled so much in late july early august when these games are being played so I was running on, you know, little to no sleep for those Tuesday games, trying to get the podcast uploaded. Those are both, both those were played on Tuesdays. And so trying to get the podcast edited and uploaded along with a YouTube short, along with all the travel from the weekend prior, like I was just so done and having no time to practice too. I was just, I set myself up for failure. I really did. So uh, definitely put a little extra, you know, kick in the rear for me for the postseason to gear up for that. But yeah, that's why I haven't played great. At least why I think so. I also did get walked a lot too. Didn't see a whole lot to hit. Yeah, definitely the numbers put a nice gut into my potentially MVP season. That's no longer going to happen, unfortunately. <laughs> but I just want to win, so I don't care. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Team got the win. Um, ultimately, like we said, you guys did what you needed to do. We did. Wasn't a super competitive series, but I think Kyle did a good job um, making the video entertaining. But I mean, besides this series, you know, Preston, you've had. Um, a, a pretty solid year coming in as a rookie 
you sort of found a role for yourself, even got to uh, got some mound action mm-hmm. in this series. Uh, that was cool to see. Looked pretty comfortable out there. Just uh, just comment a little bit, like how you feel in terms of your role on the Mallards, how you see yourself fitting in on the squad. Um, you know your expectations coming into the year, and and how you feel right now going into the playoffs. Yeah, starting off the year, I didn't do as well as I wanted to at the plate, but I knew that I could be um, viable out and left. And I think as the year progressed, I uh, I think I definitely made a lot of progression out there and just got better and better as the year went on. And then, like you said, on the mound against the Gators, I don't think I've ever been more comfortable pitching in anything. Like our base city speed limit 65 and throwing – 72 at MLW, I thought it was going to be a huge adjustment and it just felt a lot easier than sitting lower. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's actually a good segue. How do you, uh, are you like a primary pitcher in the Bay City Wiffleball League or is that something new to you this season? Because I I didn't really know you had that in your repertoire until I saw you in person throwing um, at the NWA tournament and then at Wiffle in the Mitten. I was like, I got to get this kid out there. Um, Bay City, it's me and Trey on our team, so depends on who we're playing, but we normally lean towards Trey and okay. just because I I have more trust in Trey at that kind of speed limit. But mm-hmm. I think he has a little bit more trust in me and fast pitch like NWA, like you said. That makes sense. It's interesting that you guys uh that you guys play together because I feel like watching you pitch, it kind of reminded me of uh some of his pitches a little bit, just like just the way yep. you, you guys, your wind up and everything, it seems yep. somewhat similar. But how, so you, you mentioned that it was easier or you felt it was easier pitching wise um, to adjust to that speed limit. Would, would you say the same thing about batting? I would imagine it was, it'd probably be a little bit harder with that ball coming in, you know, an extra seven miles an hour. Yeah, absolutely. The hitting, I think playing base city and then transitioning to MLW was definitely tough. Um, going from, like you said, seven mile an hour differences from the same 38 feet away is definitely difficult to adjust to, but Landon does it. Trey does it. I mean, they, we all have to figure out a way to do it. Even Carson. Mm -hmm. Hey, when you're young, it's a little easier than I think than for us old timers. That's true. Yeah. That's what I like about Preston though. He goes out there with, you know, not a ton of pitching experience, um, never any in-game MLW reps. And like we saw with Chadwick this year, you know, out there couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Reese couldn't find it. A lot of guys this year haven't been able to find it. Daniel Schultz, if I tried, I wouldn't find it. And But Preston, still being an athlete, baseball player, plays in multiple leagues, goes out there and puts together a solid two innings. I would have threw him more, to be honest, but with Jimmy Norp looking onward, I was like, dude, every every hitter you face, he's learning something. I was yeah. like, I would love for you to finish this game. Let's get you out of there. Yeah. Give him my little hidden gem in the postseason. I don't know. <laughs> so you You may not know this, but I'm just curious. How did you guys come up with, 65 miles an hour because I feel like I mean you know we've mentioned it countless times on the podcast not much of a pitcher myself but um I feel like for the guys that can get a lot of movement on their pitches it's it's harder to do that at slower velocities is that is that accurate or no like 65 miles an hour seems pretty slow to throw that's yeah. true because like you can maybe hold something. yourself back a little bit. Yeah. I can see that. Did we ever tell the story on this podcast as to how we came up with 72 for our league? I think it was just, um, it was kind of, it was Dan and 
it was you and Dan, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just kind of taking, you I know, mean, it pitching just, and seeing what what looked good and yeah, what was well, fast. You know, we always we had like the gentleman speed limit of like don't throw too fast yeah. type thing, which works for a while. But then as the league gets more and more competitive, it's you know guys are really going to teeter that line and you know the line in the sand gets really really spread out yeah so um it was time for a change and yeah you know me and dan were kind of talking we're like we kind of know as a hitter when it's like you can't even do much like mm-hmm. as a hitter it's like we gotta give our hitters a shot to compete in this league so i think yeah daniel myself and kyle went out there i think even drew may have joined us later in that evening and i was just in the batter's box taking risers from daniel schultz and um you know, he'd throw something like, yeah, it looks like it usually does. looks like it usually does. That's like, that's fast, but like, it's still like, it should be okay. And he would pump one. I'm like, that's like, that's where it's like, okay, I can't do much with that pitch. Mm-hmm. And that's when it was like 74, 75, 76. So we just settled on that 72 number. We left it. Um, we set that number, told everyone. And then for an entire slate of games, I think it was the first slate after the All-Star game mm-hmm. in 2021. So slate four. We said, this is the number we want to go with. We're not going to enforce it super strict in this chunk of games. If everyone feels okay with it, then in Slate 5, we're going to be a little bit more strict and kind of actually enforce this. And by the playoffs, we're going to, like, this is a real thing. And uh, that number kind of worked, and it's just stuck ever since. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it works for us. Did Do you know, Preston, how you guys landed on, on 65? Yeah, I cut your question off. That was the original question. So last year, it was actually 63. Which okay. was, we all kind of agreed on this is getting kind of ridiculous. We feel like we're lobbing the ball. And it got to a point where the ball wasn't even moving because we were throwing it so slow. And yeah. we were like, we were just throwing, throwing, throwing. And then we were like, like with Bay City not being a professional league like MLW, it's like, I think it'd be a little ridiculous to have 72 in that league because it's not as competitive. Okay. So we just decided that I feel like 65 kind of not meeting in the middle, but giving hitters a chance, like you said, Tom is the most fair way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like we said, whatever works, whatever makes everybody happy. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, you don't want a league where as a pitcher, you're like, I'm hopeless. I can't get anybody out here because the speed limits hold me back so much, but you also don't want to be out there as a hitter thinking I got to guess or I'm screwed. So 72 is difficult. You know, we have guys in this league who, still somehow hit 400 but we have guys who can't touch the ball either so i think i'm i've been happy with it to be honest we had that little leeway there of 73 74 which is you know it's pretty much built in in case like by chance you throw a little too hard so we'll give Mm -hmm. you one little like warning for the ending right but some guys have gotten so good now to where like okay let me just juice this one a little bit more to get this last out where it's not 75 miles per hour but i can get it in that 73 74 range so it's been interesting, but I think having that is kind of necessary. It'd be pretty cutthroat to not have a one like redo for the inning. I don't know. What do you how do you yeah. feel about that? We could always change that rule, but no, I, I think it's a good rule. I mean, I'll say as a batter, I think that like when it's a, when it's seventy two miles an hour and it's breaking like six feet, like it, it's fast. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it's coming at you fast and from thirty eight feet, you know, when it starts at like your shoulder and mm-hmm. it and it ends like on the logo, mm-hmm. it 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 looks really fast, but um, I don't think it's like it's not unhittable by any means. You know what I mean? It's like once you once you get the the speed down and like the timing, like the guys are the guys in this league, you know, are good enough to time it up. But I, I think it's the best balance of, hey, we can have some pitching duels out there yeah, where sure. it's like the, no one can even touch any of this. It's and still. then vice versa. You know, there's some days where guys are just raking out. Yeah. There. 
So I think it's a good balance. I like, think so too. Number. I've been, once again, it was maybe an hour, hour and a half session of let's find a number. And for whatever reason, I feel like we did a pretty good job there. But like the ones that are 75, like if like, let's just say our limit was oh, it's, 75. It's, like, I think we would not grass. have more game. Like we wouldn't have very many games that scored more than like yeah. two or three. I think we'd runs. have a lot more like, games that are zero, zero and extra innings. Yeah. And, and you, you would be able to, the pitchers would be able to just throw kind of like straight balls Fast more. Balls you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they would be able to throw more strikes and attack the zone because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have to they wouldn't have to worry about the guy squaring one up as much when they can just gas one in there. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Preston, what's your uh, like enjoyment level like of pitching? Because um, I was impressed by your performance. It seemed like you were you had a little bit of swagger out there. Uh, you were strutting your stuff on your way off. You had a good pitch there, I think, to finish off the inning at one point. So is that something you want to get more involved in in this postseason maybe or even next year? Or is that more something you want to just be kind of plugged in as needed or when the series gets ugly? No, I'd absolutely, whenever you, absolutely, I'd want to pitch. Um, whenever I have whenever I have the opportunity, I'm going to want the ball. I'm never going to shy away or back down from throwing against anyone. You want the rock. Give him the rock. Give me the rock. Let me cook, Tom. <laughs> um, Preston, I got a question. A lot of, uh, a lot of comments I see. Um, a lot of fans out there, you know, question Tommy in his in his trade with the Magic. Uh, obviously, trading allowing us to pick up Grant in the number one spot, and Tommy turns around and and drafts you. Um, do those questions kind of fuel you? Like, does that give you some ammo, um, a little chip on your shoulder at all, or do you not really think much about it? I try not to read a lot of comments because I feel like seven times out of ten are they're going to be negative. So, but when I see like when I see those negative comments, I'm like, well, whatever. They probably never touched the wiffle ball in their entire life. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good answer. It's like all of us on NFL Sundays, like, dude, how do you drop that, Kadarius Tony? (laughs) Meanwhile, me trying to catch a pass from an NFL quarterback, no shot, no shot. Ready for this, guys? Boom. Yeah. Boom. Mallard hey. Green today. Mallard Green, how about it? I love it. But, yeah, when you're just like sitting on your couch, stuffing your face with yeah. like your 12th chicken wing of the yes, day. Exactly. You're like, dude, <laughs> Butterfingers out there. How do you fumble that? It's, I mean, yeah. At least, Jack, you and I are athletes where a lot of people who are watching have never played any sort of sports in their life. So we know, like, in the heat of the moment, yeah, mistakes get made. It's part of the game. I mean, what was the, what was the, uh, 
the Sala, the Robert Sala quote from Hard Knocks. Did you watch any of the Hard Knocks? I didn't watch it this year. His quote was like, yeah, his quote was like, if you ain't got no haters, then you ain't popping or something like that. It's true. I mean, I can attest to that. If you if you got haters, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think it should give Preston a little chip. And uh, if, yeah, if you don't have haters, you're not popping. I agree. <laughs> but in this, I think it's a little bit different in this case. But uh, I mean, I expected it. I expected some backlash, and I didn't really know how Preston would handle it too much. I think he's done a great job. And uh, you know, I didn't. I was. We talked about it after the first series we had. I was like, "Gosh, you went out there and did a great job, despite the pressure and despite yeah. the comments." So that was cool. Um, then you kind of took a step backwards, I thought, in the next series against the Wildcats. But ever since yeah. then, um, made a big catch in Philly in crunch time in that first mm-hmm. game, which was yep. sick. I was glad you got to experience that. And then you've had a couple solid series to uh, to end the season. Really, everyone's playing great besides me, so I can't complain at all. I feel like if I, if I can pick it up and everyone else continues this, I feel like we'll be unstoppable. So, Well, we know you got it, Tom. It's somewhere gotta, in there. You just got to revive So it. that dog's in there. We just got to find him again. He's in there. Bring that puppy He's out. In there. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, of course, Grant's done a great job. So I expect, you know, every, every time Grant does good, I expect more comments like, why didn't Tommy draft Grant? Why didn't Tommy draft Grant? But not, not only is it fueling Preston's fire, but I think it fuels mine and my whole team's, to be honest, because I yeah. think Preston's been a good fit for us, and I think he has a bright future. We've seen him doing it at the plate. In the field, he's gotten better. Pitching, we haven't even explored that yet, but I think um, even this postseason, or if not this postseason, then next year for sure, uh, he could be a big a big factor. Definitely should. Agreed with that. So... Uh, I want to say two question. Oh, go ahead. Mm. Um, if you kept that one pick, would you have taken Grant or would you have taken another different kind of fast pitch player? Well, um, just given to be transparent, just given Grant's like where he is located geographically compared to MLW's home base in Brighton, Michigan, uh, it just made sense to get him involved because he can you know make the trek easier than Robust can even. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think he made the most sense to go number one. And I figured I could at least, you know, if I wanted, I wanted to go the young guy route and I wanted to go the future route and I wanted to let, let Robust continue to lead this team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I figured, you know, instead of taking you at number one, I might as well try to uh, let probably the more talented pay- player on paper go number one and I can go down and try to get something for it. So Jack and I have that trade flip for next year. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The Magic have done better than I thought they would, so that hasn't benefited me as much. It seems like Jack is winning that trade right now, at least on the back end of things. But that's props to you guys for, for winning games. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys were to tank again this year, despite having Grant, um, then I would have been looking like a smart guy. You know that's I mean? true. So. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think I think ultimately looking at that trade, um, it was like a, it it was more like you described of a a long-term play for you more sure. more of an organization you know looking forward to the future type play oh, i yeah. mean um not not saying that grant and jordan are super old by any means but it's like <laughs> I know. It, like you know the the facts are the facts i mean even us even we are getting older you know oh, yeah. what i mean and if and if we don't leave if we don't leave our teams in spots when eventually you know we have to graduate and, and retire from the league we don't leave our team with young enough players that are able to like carry on. Then, then what do we have? Then it's just yeah. going to be, then it's just going to disband. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, ultimately I'm, like it, it was a, it was a long-term play. For yeah. The I'm, I'm very much a worst case scenario guy, but I think I've with t- so take what I'm about to say with a grain of salt, but like I've developed a very dedicated core. But yeah. that being said, like I said, with a grain of salt, like Caden, um, is engaged to be married. I think he'll be married next year. So like he has a pretty busy personal life with a full-time job, a wife, soon to be wife. Um, I'm getting older of course, but I still plan on playing Congrats for a little while. Didn't Congrats know that. Congrats to Caden. <laughs> um, you know, Jordan, he lives out in New York. He has a full-time job as well as a teacher getting older. You never really know. So, 
once again, worst case scenarios, I'm like, like you said, if, if something, if I needed guys that were younger and more available, I was like, we have the oldest team in the league right now. Yeah, Grant just had a kid. Yeah, like that's a, that's a so huge like, responsibility. So, so I'm like, yeah, Grant is a father, has a full time job, a way above Will. So MLW. yeah, you never you never really know, you know, yeah. you never really know. And I just wanted to feel more safety on that front, and I felt like I didn't really have that this year at all. I've wanted Preston for a couple of years now, just watching him and umpiring him at the tournaments. Um, so I just felt like the right time to do it. And the Magic being so down bad needed that franchise guy. I could use some future benefits to get even more young ammunition in next year's draft. So I was like, well, let's flip the picks next year. I'll take Preston right now. It seems like a win-win. So, so when you got it. picked, Preston, just curious, um, what was what was the correspondence between you and Tommy before that? And, I mean, were you surprised that you were picked that high in the draft? Yeah, I definitely was uh, surprised after my performance at the last year's Wiffle in the Men. It was borderline awful so i don't think i had (laughs) well i wasn't up in you last year so lucky you there you go i don't think i had to hit all tournament um but yeah i think i would i would say i was surprised getting taken number two i was definitely thankful for everything that tommy and the mouths have done for me yeah so were you um i don't i i'm not actually familiar have you did you watch mlw's content like before before coming into the league, were you a fan at all? Did you have by chance have a team, you know, that you you wanted to play on more than this is always interesting more than any others? Um, I've always been I, d- I did not want to play for this team because I didn't think that I would have a fit in role on there, but I've always liked the Preds. And mm. um, but looking back on it, I think the Mallards was definitely the right fit for me. And why is that? I I just like the dynamic that we have. I don't know. We all, we never disagree on almost anything. I you could say, we we always like we always agree on Tommy or Jordan's decision on who's getting the ball, batting order, anything basically. That's generous. Maybe hmm. just too. <laughs> I just put just too just shy an to agreeable speak up. bunch. I, don't, I mean, I try to always take in player opinions and whatnot, but yeah. it is tough, and especially with some important games coming up, like I got to make some tough decisions. And I trust Matt's input a lot there as well as a kind of a third party and someone who's not quite as involved on the playing front. You know, Matt gets some postseason A B, especially for playing Mr. James Norp, who he knows very well. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I, I think that's part of the reason why I drafted Matt. This is all being reiterated. I mentioned this after the draft happened, but Preston I wanted to get as the young talent, as a guy I could develop and really hand out the keys to one day potentially if if that ever happened. And uh, Matt was my secret weapon in terms of management, as well as a sneaky bat against uh, his former his his fellow Livonia boys, including Mr. Norp. So yeah, he's a great scout. We uh, great scout scouting. I just um, keep him in check. Sometimes I sometimes I catch him giving inside info to other people. I'm like, whoa, 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 buddy! <laughs> I drafted you. You're you on sh- my side. Zip your lid, buddy. Every every year, there's like you know the competitiveness just jumps in MLW, and guys you know are taking it more and more serious and. I think a lot of people, you know, used to just sort of show up to the to the to Colts Field mm-hmm. or to the Meadows and just, you know, lace them up and play. And now there's just so much more preparation that mm-hmm. goes into it before the series. And I think Jimmy, not just Jimmy, but um, you know, he's shown like a lot of commitment in terms of like showing up to the series that he's not playing into to scout. And I think it helps the Diamondbacks like a you know, yeah, a lot. And and I think other teams are are starting to take notice of that too. So I think you're a little bit ahead of the a game there drafting uh, 
drafting someone who can give you such good tips all the time. Well, I know Preston said he's a fan of competitive wiffle ball. And, um, you know, I think there's benefits to both of having fun and playing competitive. Like we played in that Vermont Classic tournament. That was, you know, basically a fun tournament for charity. That was a lot of fun, a good change of pace. But um, as someone who, you know, used to play sports and doesn't play any competitive sports anymore, you know, this is it for me, MLW nowadays. I think it's a good, I like it personally. And, you know, back when Kyle and I were beating the Eagles over and over back in 2010, 11, fun. 12. I mean, it was fun. It's <laughs> one of the best memories of my life. But, like, thinking back to that now and those championships, that was like, if we didn't win, then it was like we failed. Whereas now is like, I do see the championships as attainable, especially with the roster I have right now. But it's like a big mountain to climb. And, like, I'll be very proud to hold that trophy up. You totally, know I mean? totally. So it's it gives you a sense of accomplishment. And, you know, when you go out there and you practice – on your birthday, which I did, and then the rain, which we did one time. Um, these are just like once a week practices, but it just happened to fall on those days, and I didn't want to skip them. Yeah. Because then when you hit four home runs in Philly, it's like, yeah, I earned that. Like mm-hmm. we, we earned that. We deserve those wins. So I personally like it. I'm sure some guys who've been around for a while might think, like, ah, it's getting so competitive now, it's hard to keep up. But you do got to try to dedicate some time. You know, I'd say I'm one of the busier guys in the league trying to manage this whole thing, but I still try to find those couple hours a week to get out there with Davenport, Matt, Caden, and uh, make it happen. Definitely. I don't I don't think competition's ever ever a bad thing. I think all three of us could could mm-hmm. agree on that. Mm-hmm. Being if you if you like sports at all, then then you gotta love the competitiveness. Plus like our dynamic like is pretty uh like it we are mostly friends, you know. So yeah, it's also I mean cool. it's, it's it's competitive a, and then it's like let's go get dinner afterwards, yeah, everybody. You after know what I mean? it's like no one no one is really ever that upset. Uh-huh. Like, you know, win, lose, like whatever it's like you get, we get over it and ultimately mm-hmm. it's a blessing that we even get the opportunity to like do what we do yeah it's it is very unique and we take it for granted a lot so what's it been like for you Preston just entering the mix of MLW I um, mentioned how you're a fan it's a little bit more competitive than you thought it'd be but uh just overall any comments you'd want to share with the fans give them some insight I always ask rookies this about what it's like out there how you've experienced it and what it's been like for you making that transition to from fan to player um i mean it's unreal i mean just traveling to philly with all the mlw guys that's been one of the most fun trips i think i've ever taken hard not to laugh we had our fair share of quotes and quotable moments of flappy golf the flappy golf though the scene in flappy golf has never been as strong as that oklahoma van i will say that <laughs> but uh preston saw his fair share of time overdoing it with the food and the snacks um long road trip mr schultz behind the wheel i think preston got his full fix we had a good time. That was a fun trip. Definitely, I think, helped bring our squad together. Yeah. Because um, that was the most time I ever spent with you before, even yep. Brendan and Matt. And just uh, those, I think the trips are good bonding experiences for everybody. Totally. I've, the the trips that I've been able to to go on and get to um, interact with, like, the guys in the league m- more often, mm-hmm. you know, than just playing them at the Meadows mm-hmm. or, you know, playing with them at the Meadows. Um they're 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 a great experience. It's so cool that we get these rookies in mm-hmm. and they just get like thrown, thrown right fire. into that right away. I know away. that has like, to be I kind of intimidating. So cool. Like, how nervous were you for Philly? Because even I was like a little bit nervous, but more so on the admin side than playing. But I mean, that's a pretty drastic change from going to playing not in front of anybody online to then playing in front of hundred thousand online to then playing in front of hundreds of people in person. I just didn't expect them to be that close to the dang field, dude. They were <laughs> like you couldn't even like. If you were on deck, you were getting no warm-up swings because you were going to hit three people in the head on your swing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. I like. I like talking to them. Like I like talking to the fans in Philly because they were so close. You could talk to them. I mean, 
signing autographs was a great time. It was unreal in Philly. Have you fixed up the autograph? I think you have since oh. I realized your autograph was no good. I think you cleaned it up. Oh, yeah, I cleaned it up. I went from PK2 because I didn't want to ruin a ball because it was my signature was so bad. I <laughs> changed it to Pcomb. Hashtag. I think too. I like it now. Yeah. Hashtag to the hashtag. I worked. I'm not going to lie. Sign. I worked on it for a little bit. You should. Well, that's what I, whenever I see, I guess, man, my, my ego must be huge. Whenever I see just a brutal signature, like a Dallas Allen or a PK2, <laughs> I'm always like, when I was in school, like as a kid, I would sit there on my folder and I would be doing my autograph. Like, come on. Didn't you want to be like a pro athlete when you were older? When you make it so, to the big. Oh, heck yeah. When that, when that first kid asked me for an autograph back in 2016, 17, whatever, I was like, all right, let's do oh, this. Yeah, this I'm is a ready. real one. I've practiced this hundreds of times. Got it written in my notebook a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say though, have you, ever, have you ever made an autograph change? Preston just said he did. Did you ever change your autograph? Um, Yeah, I have. Uh it's just gone through like a couple, couple different phases. Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, fair. when I was like first, I just remember when I was like first started like, oh, practicing like signing my name. It was mm-hmm. much more, uh, I would say like just clear cut cursive. And yeah. now it's more of like a unique, you know, mm-hmm. just like something to do quick. But you can see what you need to see to know that it's kind of like my a, name. You need you know to get I mean? at least, yeah, like your first initial. You got to have something that you can do quickly and uh consistently and then mm-hmm. people will also not look at it and say like what's that smudge like but they I, know who i've had is. plenty of that though like getting autographs from detroit tigers players whether it's at spring training or at real baseball games i'm like i think that was this guy but i'm not yeah. totally sure i think the keys to a decent autograph is adding your number doesn't hurt for sure yep for recognizability and then like first and last initials like you could like mine's basically a t and some scribbles and a c and scribbles and then the third like mm-hmm. and it's like okay that must be tommy's so pretty, they can kind of know. Same. Mine's mine's pretty much a a very clear J mm-hmm. scribbles and the K. <laughs> you know, you you could recognize well, and that, then that a very you, clear the last A letter. and a G, yeah. and then the rest are just that's well, pretty that's, much scribbles. I can really spell it out for you guys. So and I, I did. Put the number, I did evolve. I used to sign before I was such a famous athlete. I would sign Thomas Coughlin the third, and then I was like, well, none of these kids know who Thomas is, so I no. might as well just sign as Tommy. So I made that change the top of twenty twenty three. But yeah, I, I do the capital T in cursive and then I hit the O and then like a line and then go down for the Y, right? So it's like T-O, scribbles, Y. Yeah. So then you kind of distinguish that. And then I hit the big C and then like scribbles, go down for the G, up for the H, up for the L, scribbles. So yeah. you got to get your characters in. Yeah, exactly. Just get the characters in. That's it. So like my last name, O, U, I, and N are kind of all just getting the shaft, but everything else is getting a little stroke. It's like, have you ever seen those those... Uh, pictures online where it's like a block of text and all the letters are scrambled except the first and the last that's and the you can still read it that's thing. like what it is basically that's it's like the weirdest you thing. see like the letters that you need to see in it and, mm-hmm. and you know who it is. i never understood how that worked but it was like yeah it's like a study from cambridge university says yeah. that it's that's like the exact paragraph yeah. you said yeah. before preston or no what was it uh probably not what are they teaching the kids in school these days? I, I hear from you and Trey that like you're going to school and you're spending two hours a day like learning photography and all this cool stuff. And I was like, man, that wasn't how it was five years ago or yeah. 10 years ago when I was in high school. Did you guys even have to learn cursive? I learned cursive for like a week in second grade. A week? I'm pretty yeah. sure in third or fourth grade, we had to write everything. Dude, we cursive. had books. No, yeah, we know. Yeah. Books that you had to write in. It was like we started to learn it for like a month or two months. Then I was like, okay, starting today, you must only do your assignments yeah, in cursive. Yeah, papers. And it was like, cursive. good Lord, here we yeah. go, man. Big leagues. Can you read an analog clock? 
Yes, he can. I hope. Yeah, I can read an analog clock, Jack. <laughs> can you read a compass? No, I cannot. I guess I've never really tried. <laughs> I mean, I don't, did they teach that in school? I'm not sure. No, I've never been taught that. Is that what? What do you need to teach? I mean, the arrow points north. <laughs> you gotta know, I guess. <laughs> it just. <laughs> We're not making fun of you, Preston. We're laughing with you. No, I'm no, I'm I'm not. I'm trying to think I'm of just... other outdated things that they've taught us. Um like they taught us how to type on a keyboard, like for a, like a laptop or a computer. Do they teach you like how to type on a phone now with your thumbs? No shot. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you learn how to type on a keyboard though? Yeah, I have I have a computer class and we type for about 30 minutes a day. What's your words? What's your what's words? Your, what's per your WPM? Minute? Words per minute? About 72. No shot. Yep. Over my dead body. That's fire. Okay, no, we're going to get this on a live stream somehow. You're typing 72 words a minute. You're definitely just like slamming the keyboard, then hitting enter and seeing how fast of a number you can get. Mm -mm. It's a lot easier on a Chromebook instead of like a desktop uh, keyboard. And I did. did. Well, I guess I don't know how many words a second I, words a minute I typed. I, you know, when I, is there an online test? When I I was, when I was his age and if I were to get tested, I would definitely not get 72. I feel like I, I might be able to get, might be able to get there now. Let's see, let's see what I can come up with here. Are you use, are you using all your digis when you're when you're typing those words out? Or are you just a super fast finger pecker? I'm just a <laughs> super fast. Uh, I, I don't know how I did it. I just have been averaging seventy two for these past about two weeks. Words per minute typing test. Yep. Free typing test. Typing speed test. Learn your WPM. Oh yeah. One minute typing test. All right. I'm gonna push this microphone away and get serious for a second. Oh, live test? Get locked in. Live test. What do you think? Over, under? I'm going to set the line at 50. Over, under. 50? I got No, I'm saying 66. Oh, this is good audio. This is good podcasting. He's typing. He's typing. He's still typing. I missed the comma. Oh, wow. He was cooking there. That was a cook. He missed my comma. Why is there commas in here? <laughs> Final results. Your speed was 71 WPM with 96% wow. accuracy. Nine, what's your accuracy with 72, Preston? Probably not 96. Last week, it was 98. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you are cooking on that keyboard. I'm pretty good at typing. Jack, you want to switch seats and give it a go? You're cooking. You want to switch seats and give it a go? Sure, why not? Okay, why not? We'll try. Why not? There's no rules out here. I'm not a MacBook guy for the record. Okay, so this is a whole, this is an away game. This is an away, this game. Is an away game. You can't see the keyboard. You're going to be able to see the words. I'm going to live commentate. I don't know if you can, man. Oh, gosh. This is how tall you are. I have to like, oh, there he goes. He's cooking. Oh, I hear a... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What is happening? If you're, you got to figure out how to align yourself. Oh, correctly. gosh. This is bad. I'm going to need to read. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, no. Which we give him a mulligan here. A little pause. Okay. Pretty good eye contact with the with the screen as well. Holy cow. 85 words per minute what? with 90. Oh. Se- no, was I was like, no shot. No, I was kidding. like, I just heard just that. Kidding. No shot. All right. All right. We're going to redo this next week because okay. this keyboard took me a little bit to get bring, used to. Want to bring a home game? Want to bring your arena to us? I'll bring a home us? game. Okay. Bring, bring your arena to us. I'll bring a home game. It was 42 with 96. Okay. All I, right. I was really struggling with the, because when you mess up, mm-hmm. 
Or do you have to go backspace? I don't know. Or? Uh, this was a totally new test. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna retest. Preston, I I I truly think that you give me one night of like thirty minutes of practice, I could cook Preston. I'm be honest. <laughs> I figured this thing out. Mm-hmm. I feel like I cook you. Might be some Patreon content. I think this offseason. We bring it. We bring in Jimmy Norp to call it live. We one on one like two men with a with something at stake. Dude, well, that was so we'll bad. Maybe I'm a, doing it again. a lunch at stake. But all right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that. I'll probably shorten that for you guys. You going again? We don't have time for this. <laughs> Jack's giving another shot. No. All right, I give up. All right, give up. Give it up, Jack. Give me my seat back. This this microphone's too high for my little body. That was fun. Funny little segment there. I'll condense it for you guys to enjoy it, but uh, that's just the nonsense and shenanigans that goes on here after a bit of a stinker of a series, I must say, from between the Mallards and the Gators, but... It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Those happen. Happens in the real world. Like the, the Cowboys playing the Giants. I mean, do you think the NFL wanted their primetime game oh, man. to be 40 nothing? No. Debacle. Just how it goes. Absolute debacle. Just how it goes. Um, we've, we joked that it's scripted, but we've been lucky enough um, over the years in the regular season, but especially the playoffs. We've had some phenomenal games. Last year yeah. was a sweep, but even the games were crazy in the World Series. A lot of times, it, it I can't remember you know a ton of series either where a team shows up and has absolutely nothing to play for at the end. Well, know? it was the magic last year against us. We've gotten we've gotten. No, I know, all, but like other than the last two years, I'll with the admit Gators that the, the Mallards magic. have gotten lucky. We've gotten lucky with our schedules the last couple of years, especially late in the year. It's played into our yeah. favor. Um, so the D backs do now have to sweep the Magic to get I the mean, one. Did seat. that play into your favor, or did it actually hurt you because you weren't playing as well, good a competition? Not not as high good, strength of schedule. It's a, it's a good in terms of getting the one seat. It helped us. Yeah, that's all I can really comment on. I guess. Okay. Um, whether or not that is an advantage or a disadvantage, because yes, you can build some momentum in the DS series. I don't know, but um, we wanted the one seat again to potentially avoid the D backs or the Eagles. They're both good teams, and yes, it can build momentum, but you can also go out there and lay an egg. So. Yeah. It's it's really tough to say. Now we want this division series. You know, it's it's a tough thing to do. But if you're that confident, I guess so be it. I mean, even Jimmy, you could say, didn't uh, didn't give his all against us. I feel like I feel like he didn't want to show all his cards. But mm-hmm. he may end up in that division series. He's got to beat a good Eagles team. So absolutely. But let's get into this week's comment of the week, folks. It's from Justin, and he says, "If there is a Hall of Fame for mic'd up sessions, cheat code is unanimous first ballot. Whether it's his luggage and swim trunks packed to go find the Gators' savior in the Caribbean." Or getting ready to lose by 65 again on the hardwood. Cheatham gave us fans a little bit of comic relief going into a tough offseason. Chris, shout out to you, my man. That was hilarious. And I think Gator Nation needed a little pick-me-up heading into the offseason for sure. Made yeah. me laugh watching it. No doubt. No doubt. Shout out, Chris. It was a, it was a Hall of Fame session for shout sure. Shout out to Chris and shout out to Jason's mom and girlfriend who came out and watched that <laughs> beat down. <laughs> oh, that was so funny, dude. Funny. But uh, Preston, any final comments you want to leave Mallard Nation with prior to this postseason? Buckle up. Get ready. Buckle up, folks. Strap in. We still have a lot of football to be played. Three more weeks, and then we'll have our World Series announcement. You guys probably know where yep. that's heading a little bit. We have big shoes to fill, of course, after doing SoFi Stadium last year. So Kyle did everything we could to go bigger and better. And now we're looking forward to making that announcement. It'll come out on a Tuesday, I think. It'll be the same day that our little uh, postseason preview podcast goes out. Yep. It'll be uh, that that little video announcement. So stay tuned for that guy. It's going to be a lot of fun this upcoming October, I think in the MLW world. So without further ado, Blade Walker is the student section leader at his high school. We will see you all next week. I got to itch my nose guys. I'm dying. (laughs) 